Worship at Home, Sunday the 1st of October 2023, the 17th Sunday after Trinity. The first reading is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 1 to 13. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And the Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 21 beginning at verse 23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the, the answer, then I will also tell you by whose authority I do these things. Did, John, did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? Now the chief priests and elders argued with each other. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went and said to, to, he said to the first, Son, go and work in the vineyard. He answered, I will not. But he later changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the Father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. O Christ. Question. Why are you listening 
to this podcast today. There must be some driver or motivation under it. Now, I enjoy listening to a number or reading a number of different Bible commentary blogs in addition to the books that I have on my shelves. And over this week's um, uh, gospel reading that we've just heard, where Jesus tells the parable of the two sons, as well as the discussion about Jesus' authority and his challenge to the Pharisees, there is a lot of attributing this parable of the two sons one who listens to says he won't do something but then does the other who says he'll do something but doesn't bother um, is attributed to our own motivation uh, for whether we are listening to god's word and his uh, call on our lives but i'm not sure that it's right to look at the uh, gospel reading that way after all Jesus was telling this parable not to his followers or about how they respond to his word. He was talking to those who um, didn't accept him. He was talking to the, uh, the scribes of the temple, the elders, those who would not listen to his word, highlighting the fact that actually they chose not to listen to John either. So I'm not sure it's right to interpret this parable of the two sons uh, as a way in which we should examine our own behaviour as Christians, whether we are being obedient to God's call on our life or paying lip service to our faith. This passage was going round and round in my head last night, along with the other one from Philippians. Uh, I admittedly wasn't sleeping very well, but I thought, no, yep, Jesus may challenge us and test us at times but this is not it um, this is not testing his followers it's those who don't follow actually more often for his followers he encourages us he builds us he loves us he gives to us and that giving is very much uh, at the heart of Paul's letter to the Philippians. This is set against a background where Paul is, is examining his own faith as somebody who is imprisoned, writing to one of the early churches about the faith. And um, there is a reflection written by Rick Morley, who says this of it because it includes some very famous uh, verses, of course, that have become the hymn at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, uh, sometimes known as the Christ hymn. And Paul Rick Morley says this, the Christ hymn in the second chapter of Paul's epistle to the Philippians is one of the greatest and most beautiful statements on the nature of Christ, the immensity of the incarnation, the agony of his death, and the current reign of Christ over things above and things below. The hymn tells us that the incarnation was an emptying of everything that Christ had. He poured it out. He went from God to slave. It's a radical demonstration of the reality that Jesus' only sacrifice wasn't on the cross, but the manger was a sacrifice too remember that in a few months time and then the hymn goes on to say that the incarnation wasn't the end point of Jesus emptying he died 
on a cross. The hymn uses the word death twice. We aren't supposed to miss that. Paul utilises the hymn in this epistle. This is the section of the hymn is meant to be instructive. We are to live out the same kind of self-emptying sacrifice in our births, a baptism that is, our lives and our death. We are, like Jesus, to be slaves of God, a title that Paul uses for himself often. So more often than not, I end up preaching on the gospel reading, helping people notice in a way how uh, clever Jesus was in testing people uh, to examine themselves and their motivations. All of that to an extent is in our gospel reading today, but I don't feel that's what we're meant to examine today as Jesus, his followers. Why are we here today? Not so much for self-examination, perhaps, but to just bask in the light that is Christ and uh, absorbing that become more Christ-like. And there is little better expression of that than uh, Paul's words in the Philippians of how we lead a Christian life, whatever is going on from us, uh, for us, uh, wherever we are, let's try and be those people. If there is then any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy. Make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. May you discover peace today as you move towards that deep humility uh, of Christ, that deep love of Christ, that deep altruism of Christ. Amen. So seeking the mind of Christ, we um, are going to pray now uh, in intercessions that are loosely based on David Adams themed intercessions, God's ways. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord God, creator of the universe. You have given us this world to enjoy and so that we may work in harmony with you. You have given us talents and abilities that we may enrich each other. As we pray, may we hold others greater than ourselves before you, Lord. Amen. Lord, you bless your church with great riches, with people of talents and a variety of gifts. Help us in our church today to use these gifts aright to your glory and for the benefit of all. We remember especially those who lead us in worship, those who teach the faith. We remember church wardens, the respons responsibilities that they take on 
in helping maintain a safe place for worship. As we also hold before you those places in the world where it is not safe to worship or there is no safe space. May your um, hand of protection be upon those churches. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, what a wonderful world you have given us, and yet we fear for it at this time. We ask your blessing upon all who work the land and provide food for us, praying for food justice, for people to move towards systems of food provision that are sustainable. We remember those working in conservation and in caring for people in desolate or spoiled areas. We ask you, Lord, for everybody to take seriously the climate degradation that is creating and expected to create mass migration as more places become inhabitable. We pray for solutions led by your um, goodwill, your uh, amazing creation, Lord. We pray for those who are working to find ways to help mend our broken planet. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so, Lord, we move from that enormous picture to the smaller one of our own homes. Thanking you for those homes, the gifts you have given to each member of our families and loved ones. Help us to be aware of each other's needs and the needs of those who are not as well off as we are, Lord. We pray especially for those homes that are broken, um, where job loss, illness or other unexpected shock has made life difficult. We just pray for your hands of healing and purpose to be upon those who most need to know of your love today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember today, Lord, uh, those who are ill, sick at home, in hospital or, or in hospital. We pray for those who've been injured in accidents or acts of violence those who are hungry or homeless, especially those who feel helpless at this moment. As we know, we can bring before you all our sorrows for our sighing world and the situations we face. Please may we, in witnessing um, that you hear us, Lord, be able to bring the gift of the solace of your love to others. And we praise you, Lord, for the gift of eternal life, praying also for our loved ones departed from us and now rejoicing in the fullness of your kingdom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And the collect uh, for the 17th Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. Pour your love into our hearts and draw us to yourself and so bring us at last to your heavenly city where we shall see you face to face 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So we pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts, do get in touch through the website, Spotify for Podcasters, or directly at revlucylun at gmail.com. Goodbye.